Welcome to Sacred CEO, the podcast where visionary women learn to be bold with their voice and become the sacred six and seven figure CEOs of their businesses and lives. I'm your host, Dr. Claudia, former Ivy League trained professor turned business coach for women with a big message and a big story to share and whose ideas don't fit neatly into a box and maybe even challenge the status quo. My mission is to teach women how to find and unleash their voice, share it unapologetically and make money while building real wealth. You'll hear solo episodes and interviews on topics such as business, spirituality and relationships. We'll talk about all the things that women are not supposed to talk about, such as unapologetic self-expression, confidence and magnetism, money, wealth and power, so that we can explore what it truly means to be a woman with a voice today. Let's dive in because it's time to get unleashed. Hi, beloveds. I have such a treat for you today as I'm interviewing my soul sister and longtime Instagram friend, Danielle Rubio, who kindly accepted to be on the podcast. Danielle is a nervous system educator, somatic trauma therapy practitioner, and somatic coach for women. She teaches women all around the world how to integrate trauma, get to the root of their triggers, and heal their nervous system so that they soar as their most radiant, powerful selves. Danielle uses nervous system rewiring, movement therapy, and mindfulness to guide women in using their bodies as a compass to unravel and release stored stress. After being a Reiki master, body worker, and meditation yoga teacher for 15 years, she began to study trauma therapy and the nervous system with experts such as Irene Lyon, Gabor Mate, and Ariel Schwartz, to name a few. When Danielle isn't helping women live their most powerful and purposeful lives, she's dancing and spending time with her family and friends. You can follow Danielle on Instagram at I am Danielle Rubio and check out also her signature one-on-one program, Reclaim Your Power, Turn Your Chaos into Radiance on her website. All links will be in the show notes. Enjoy my interview with Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Welcome. It's so good to have you on the Sacred CEO podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Sure. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do? I know it's a loaded question, but yeah, what what kind of answer is coming up for you? Yeah, so I'm a nervous system educator and a somatic trauma therapy practitioner. So I work with mostly just women and I, I help women heal their nervous systems so that they can break through anxiety, burnout, depression, stuckness, basically a myriad of different mental or emotional distresses that I know are very rooted in an unhealthy nervous system. Um, most people do not know that though. So I'm, I'm teaching them, you know, what is the nervous system's role in chronic stress? What happens when the nervous system is dysregulated? What is that? And as well, I'm teaching them, you know, how core wounds or AKA traumas got the nervous system in an unhealthy place in the, in the first place. And so we, you know, are working to peel the layers back so that I can help women live their best lives. Yeah. So cool. And what led you down this path of studying the nervous system? And, you know, I bet you were your first patient or like your first client. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so I've been in the healing arts profession for almost two decades. I was a meditation teacher, a yoga teacher, a body worker, Reiki master. And seven years ago, I had a traumatic event happen for me. It was actually um, when I gave birth to my daughter and everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And it spiraled out of control. Um, I had somewhat abusive of medical staff. Um, Basically, it just, it spiraled. And it was like a living nightmare. And so I ended up with really severe postpartum anxiety, with severe insomnia, um, PTSD. And so... I was really coming into motherhood feeling very lost and very frazzled. Um, I just, I wasn't myself and I was really hitting a very big dark night of the soul. And what made it worse is that I was a healer (laughs) and I couldn't, I couldn't shake it no matter what I was trying, um, from everything that I knew under my own belt, but also I was seeing talk therapists and mm-hmm. nothing was working. And that's when one fateful day I discovered, I was searching online and I discovered trauma work and, and specifically, you know, the body's role in trauma and neurosomatics. So this um, whole field of your neurology you know the way that your nervous system and your brain are working together and and how that intersects with body-based therapies with trauma and so I went really deep um, in all of this and I ended up healing myself Um, I also saw a couple of you know somatic therapists which is essentially like body-based therapists And then it just became my mission and my purpose because I saw just how absolutely profound and monumental it was in my life. And I I really, it was like everything came together. Like I knew like this was that missing piece also in my own profession Mm -hmm. that I hadn't had that really, it just was like this holy grail of like, how does the world not know this? How does the world not know your nervous system's role in basically everything (laughs) how it's how it's governing everything from your endocrine system your hormones to your immune system to how you know how irritable you're going to be on any day so yeah so it then became my my life's work yeah so good and I say this often but I love having people on the podcast that really embody their work you know because there's plenty of cool ideas out there but it's a completely different game to be what you teach Mm. and to be a representative and an embodiment of what you teach even if you're at a different stage of you know the people you see and you help now it's something that you live through and my I just want to say also that you know, when you were telling about your birth, I was like, oh my God, I see you. I see you. I see you. I see how hard it was. Mm-hmm. I just want to fully acknowledge that and recognize that. And I think it's amazing that, you know, you took that, you healed yourself 
and then you mm. turn that into healing for others yeah yeah it's pretty um it's interesting because you know when I'm working with women who are going through something difficult and it and it can be really hard to believe when you're in the thick of it that yeah. that there's going to be a big silver lining when you heal and I wouldn't have expected in in those darkest moments of my life I wouldn't have expected that I mean maybe there was a tiny glimmer of me because that's that's just who I am that's my spirit that knew that at some mm. point I would break out of it but overall there was very much this darkness of like you know is this just what is is this just how it's going to be for me and I wouldn't have thought in those mm. moments that at some point I would end up using that as this fuel extracting the power from it to be able to help other women mm -hmm. And it's almost like in what you're saying that there are like different stages is like the before when you don't even realize that you have this trauma, that the nervous system is a thing that yours is affected, it has been affected. Then there's the during where you're really, it can get pretty dark when you're really yeah. dive into everything. And then there's what happens on the other side. Then there's life on the other side. It's And it's so beautiful to kind of like see it in stages. So I'm curious mm. to hear, how do women come to you? It's almost like, yeah, what are the inciting factors that lead to your work, that lead to you? You know, it's probably divinely guided, but there's a crisis mm. or something, you know, what have you seen? Yeah, I mean, it, it varies a lot because everybody's nervous system is very different meaning they're very uh stuck in different places and every woman's life is so incredibly different as well but usually you know a woman most of the women who come to me they've tried other things you know they've been doing their yoga they've been going to talk therapy and either there's just this general overall sense of you know i'm just not happy mm -hmm. or there's you know something or that you know they know that they have trauma they know that they have you know childhood trauma or they have other places in their life and the thing is that I tell my clients everybody has some degree of trauma because trauma is anything that overwhelmed your nervous system to where it couldn't regulate it couldn't get back to a place of thriving to homeostasis because generally when there's a big stressor or, or what your nervous system senses as a threat, it's going to go into fight, flight, or freeze. And once that threat or stressor is over, it's going to go back to a place of thriving, of resting state. And this happens automatically. But when a trauma occurs, and, and it can be anything, it depends on the person, how their system is interpreting the event, for them, the nervous system doesn't automatically go back to a place of thriving. <clears throat> and it doesn't have to be this big T trauma that causes it. It can also be chronic stress. So if if there's like a chronic cut, you know, it's, it's whatever that saying is, I can't remember, but like a thousand cuts, you know, a thousand little cuts, and then it ends up being this massive wound. Um, 
And so some women know, you know, that there's, there's something there, you know, they're, they're like, there's something, you know, that I, I can't even, I don't even know exactly what it is, but there's some sort of trauma that's happened. Some women are coming, you know, because they're having burnout. Some women come because they're having a lot of anxiety. Some women come because they're in toxic relationship after toxic relationship. And they know that they're not handling conflict very well. They're, they know that they're, um, or they're lashing out at their partner if they're in a, in a marriage. And it's just this overall, like a stuckness or an overwhelm or an anxiety, um, all under this umbrella of she's just, she's not satisfied with where life is right now. And let's say someone comes to you, what are the first steps that you take with this person who's like, mm -hmm. oh my God, I just stumbled upon your page, your Instagram page, and this is what I needed. Yeah, so I, I love to just hear from her first and get to know, you know, what's happening for her in her life? Um, where is she at? And, you know, I don't, I don't go too much in the realm of like talk therapy, but it is necessary to, to get, you know, where is she at? What's happening for her? And, um, and the reason I just want to add that side note of why talk therapy often isn't successful is because you're talking brain that's of your higher brain and this stuff where you're stuck is primary to that it's in your nervous system and this is your nervous system is literally sending the signals to your brain on what thoughts to have what behaviors to enact what belief systems to have many of this formed when you were very young but then also over over time with different chronic stresses and so talk therapy often isn't it's not going to get to the root of why why you're experiencing what you're experiencing um and so then usually after i'm you know chatting with a woman initially um the first step is they go through my program which is reclaim your power turn your chaos into radiance and this program is a six-week intensive one-to-one -one deep dive um, because I want her to really, you know, in order to be able to change patterns and behaviors, we kind of have to go in um, intensively at the beginning. And so even though we're meeting once a week in the six week program, um, we're, we're in communication almost every day. So I'm available to her through WhatsApp um, or through text messaging if they're in the United States. And I'm giving her soul work assignments. I'm giving her video tutorials in between when we meet because I, I really want the um, the habits to start changing right away. And so she's jumping in in this big commitment. Um, it's like, I think it's 21 days for a habit to change if consistent with it. And so my idea is, you know, getting these women really consistently jumping mm -hmm. into this new version of themselves um, and, and for many women, you know, after the six week program, because I'm also giving them a personalized toolkit. So they have this for life because my, my goal is that like, this becomes a lifestyle change. So once you understand how your nervous system works, once you understand how your trauma, your own personal trauma affected your nervous system. And once you understand 
what you need to personally do, because all of this is very personalized. Um, it's, it's gold, you know, then you have it like, okay, this is, this is how I, this is how I'm literally like rewiring myself and reprogramming myself at the very root. So it's going to affect everything from your relationships to how you are in your career, how you are with your children, how you are with yourself, you know, your, your whole self-worth completely changes. And so some women, you know, are good to go, you know, they have their, their toolkit, some women, you know, they want that extra support. And so once reclaim your power is over, you know, then we can start doing like just uh, individual sessions from there on out whenever she needs it. Yeah, I totally feel it when you say like, you know, this is a complete rewiring. Because if I think about my life before this kind of work, I don't even remember. I I remember visually that I had a life before this, when I was a professor, when I was, you know, an academic, I had a certain certain habits, you know, I remember what I was doing, but I literally, I don't have a cellular memory of that time. And those were years of my life. So it's a complete shift Mm -hmm. that is way beyond talk therapy. And, you know, talk therapy is, is important for its own reasons, but we need to bring it down, down yeah. into the body, down into the nervous system to really, and that really shifts who you are in the world. Yeah. And it's almost like hard to quantify. It shifts, as you said, every piece of your life. And it's hard to quantify and to fully explain the magnitude uh, and the importance of this kind of work. Absolutely. And I really feel, you know, it's almost vital to me at this point that the world really understands this because, you know, the humanity is really at this very unhealthy place. And, you know, when I think about, you know, how, how could we really help humanity? How could we really, you know, turn this whole ship around? And, it does take everybody taking this self-responsibility for healing themselves. And that step one is even recognizing that there's a problem, but then beyond that, recognizing, you know, that most of the modalities that general Western medical systems or West or general, you know, typical psychological uh, systems have been using are not working. Like they're not really actually getting to the root. And I think that we've really barely started to uncover the importance of addressing the nervous system and the importance of working with the body because for the most part humanity especially in the west Mm -hmm. is much like talking heads they're very disconnected from their bodies and and for most people that's because it became unsafe to feel like feeling discomfort didn't feel safe but then beyond that society doesn't even foster a relationship with our bodies especially for women like women are very they very much have an unhealthy relationship with their bodies Mm -hmm. and that's so much of the work I do is how do we how do I help you truly feel what's happening and really connect with your internal landscape and what's going on in your body. And when you start to pay attention, 
your body speaks, your body communicates to you, and it, it will naturally start to show you these places where it's been stuck because the body, the body keeps the score. It's, mm-hmm. it's never going to forget what your mind will so cleverly suppress into, you know, the recesses of your subconscious. So you often, many people don't even remember a lot of, you know, painful things that happen to them um, because your brain just wants to keep you keeping on, but your body is, is still holding it. You're holding it in the organs and your tissues. You're holding it, you know, in the chronic tension you have, the chronic pain you have for some people, if it goes on too long, it turns into different diseases or autoimmune disorders. Um, yeah. So the body is a very direct access to heal. Yeah. And I work with a lot of women and a lot of sensitive women like I am. And I know, you know, sometimes there's pain in the body. Personally, I've shared this before. I struggled with migraines around my cycle for so long. And Mm. I had to do that was maybe the catalyst for me that led me into different modalities, including nervous system work, trauma work. I had to do so much emotional release, really do somatic work and connect to my body. But I can really attest to that before, if I didn't have that symptom and the signal, that alarm bell, I would not have discovered that I had trauma, that mm-hmm. I was disconnected from my body, that actually the body speaks and not the mind. And I was an academic, so completely mental and intellectual. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a process. And it's, you know, unfortunately, I think so many people don't even make that connection when there's physical ailments happening you know there most people are not registering that as oh this is my body trying to tell me something we're we're so conditioned in western society to take a pill or to do something to just make that feeling go away and it's vital that we bring it back to you have to feel it to heal it you 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 have to go in and and like have this conversation with whatever sensations are present and allow that to start peeling the onion back of, of what's under there, what's at the root of it. Um, and, and sadly, we're just so incredibly conditioned to mm-hmm. um, numb it out, to basically just try to make whatever we feel go away. Yeah. And it made me think of, uh, it's almost like, you know, when you was talking about like medicating or covering up the symptoms without addressing or finding the root cause and without bringing everything down so that you can explore the body, not just the mind or the head. Is, you know, society is like deeply uncomfortable with negative feelings and tries to avoid that, you know, mainstream society. I think like my audience is mm-hmm. not necessarily mainstream society, but I think we're yeah. all conditioned by that, even if we've done a lot of work. So it's always helpful to repeat these things that like we're socialized to avoid negative feelings as if there's something bad. And so people don't even want to recognize or acknowledge that they had trauma mm-hmm. if they know what it is, because then they're weak. They're yeah. seen as weak versus like, no, actually your strength is into, is 
comes from going into the body and looking at everything with honesty and transparency. Absolutely. It's what, you know, what I tell the women I work with is you're extracting the power, you're extracting the power from these people wounds. And, you know, even for, you know, I'd say most of my audience is also not in a typical mainstream um, mindset with how they view the world. But even in Mm -hmm. spiritual communities, which I've been in, you know, for well over two decades now, um, why even a lot of spiritual modalities or, um, you know, new age kind of practices don't work as well is because they're still being used as a way to get rid of something like I I'm feeling all of this anxiety so I'm going to meditate and that's going to make it go away or I'm going to do this breath work make it go away um or I'm going to you know whatever take take a plant medicine make it go away The problem, though, is that if you don't allow yourself to feel it, it's going to come back in another in another way at another time for you to feel it. You you have to feel you have to be able to go in. And this is why it's important, you know, to have somebody with you, to have a support, to have a guide, because we've we're so Mm -hmm. cut off from it, even in the spiritual Mm -hmm. um, group. Um, to feel that, you know, you often do need someone to holding you accountable and holding that space for you because meditation can so quickly just become a way of dissociation as can so many other um, spiritual modalities. And it's not that, you know, I use mindfulness when I'm working with women because I've been very steeped in Dzogchen practice, Dzogchen meditation for many, many years. And I, I ultimately see how in, incredibly valuable it is, but mm-hmm. it that I'm using it as, you know, that's the basis of who you are. You are not broken. You are absolutely not broken and you absolutely can, can change anything. Every passing moment is a chance to turn it all around because those coping mechanisms or those attributes of yourself that are not healthy or not serving you are they were put in place as to keep you safe, basically. But they're not truly who you are. And so I'm using mindfulness in that way to keep women anchored in the truth of their beingness, um, but not as a way to escape. Because we still, in order to recognize these all these unhealthy patterns or behaviors or ways of thinking that you ha- you have as not you, we need to go into them. And we need, we need to understand that they don't have this power to control your life. Um, but, but we need to feel, and we need to go in, you know, why did they get started in the first place? And we don't have to, you know, hash out everything that happened to you when you were five, because amazingly your body is going to show us. And if we can use different movement therapies and somatic inquiry practices, will start to unfreeze the places that are stuck. My God, you're mentioning so much and so much good stuff. Like the conversation, I love that you're mentioning it, the conversation around the spiritual communities and how they're actually bypassing the trauma. Mm-hmm. And actually the real spirituality is about going in and anchoring the body. Like spirit is in the body. 
it's yeah. not escaping it's not escaping reality and you know we could talk for hours about that but even you know which I use and promote like manifesting and attract love attraction that kind of stuff it works really well once you've done the work of the body mm-hmm. once you do it with the body once you've healed the things the, you've gotten rid of the coping mechanisms as you say but yeah there's a lot of talk about like unity and being the light that's actually bypassing the real traumas individual and collective traumas that are very much happening in the world versus like how can we look at the shadow and take it in and take in the grief that has no solution but we just need to to feel it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah very well said it's um you have to do the groundwork first you know oftentimes um with any sort of alternative healing you can kind of you ascend but you're not embodied mm-hmm. it's not embodied in any, in any way and We know that it doesn't work because at some point a big enough event is going to happen to that ultra spiritual person that's going to completely knock their house of cards over and they will have no grounding and no embodiment that is going to help them get through because all of their practices have basically helped them avoid rather than actually being embodied with what's happening. Um, And it's, it's really, you know, that's why it just, sometimes I just want to like shout this (laughs) on the rooftops. Like, you know, you have to feel it to heal it. You, you have to get into your body, you know? And I, I think that that's also, you know, just like you said, you know, the manifestation can work. Absolutely. It can work, you know? Um, but if you haven't done the preliminary work, it, you're not going to, it's not going to actually uh, benefit you because so much of this is on the subconscious level. And, and so much of our belief systems are so ingrained that any type of bypassing isn't going to actually unravel. And I don't know about you, but I want I want the full throttle. Like I want to really, if I'm healing myself, I want to truly actually do it from the root. I don't want any, any surface level stuff, no matter how good it feels. Yeah, absolutely. And then I love that you use the term almost like embodied ascension. Like they're really the way to embody a new reality is really to do this deep work. Because then mm-hmm. when you use manifestation or law of attraction, you can actually attract what you want and you can keep it instead mm-hmm. of like attracting something and then your nervous system feels overwhelmed and then it's gone because you attract the love of your life and then your nervous system has like wacky ideas about what love actually is or that love is unsafe. And so you sabotage the relationship. Mm, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you won't even know why, you know, I I work with a lot of women who, you know, they have these certain patterns of how they are in relationships, you know, for instance, you know, constantly immediately becoming very um, anxiously attached in their relationships. So yeah, she might, 
she might manifest an amazing man, but then if, if she hasn't dealt with the wounds, she might sabotage it. Yeah. And I love also what you said about, uh, you know, that real spirituality, real ascension, real light, real unity is embodied starting from the body starting from the wound starting from the shadow and all of that I honestly feel that more people need to say that because it's so needed it's so important it's so it's nuanced also and we definitely desperately need more nuance in all these conversations Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and you know and I think it's this work is starting to catch on but it's you know it's catching on in a way that it's like you know, in some spaces, it's becoming like buzzwords. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and it's still these, you know, concepts that still are not embodied. So, you know, I see, you know, different coaches across the board online, you know, throwing out the word embodied all the time or throwing, you know, throwing out the word nervous system all the time. But, you know, and I ask myself, like, do they actually mm-hmm. know, though? Because it's really something like if you haven't experienced it, you can talk about it all you want, but but you're not going to truly know yeah. the truth of your being uh, until you really experience it. And you also experience, um, you know, this full spectrum of it. Like, I, I don't want to live in a world where I'm constantly happy all the time or I'm constantly, you know, in a bliss state all the time because that's not real. You know, life is this full spectrum. Like there's no bad emotion. It's the way that we've been labeling emotions or we've been labeling um, feeling pain in your body or feeling some sort of discomfort. It's like, you know, we we came into these human forms to be human (laughs) and to feel. So it it makes so much sense to me that when we're not feeling that's when these diseases can start coming up. Yeah. And you pretty much already talked about this, but what's like life on the other side of trauma? What does that look like? It's mm. not like you know, the, the misconception might be like, Oh, you're high vibe all the time. Right. But it's not that. It's being, regulated and and you know regulated meaning that your nervous system is now able to come back to a rest and digest come back to a thriving state where you can presently socially engage with others um in a very present and embodied way even after something stressful happens so if something stressful happens and you're not going to get stuck there. It's not going to rule your life. You're going to be able to then naturally find your way back to this inner peace. And so it's almost like, you know, something I tell my clients is it's like, you're able to surf the tsunamis. It doesn't mean that tsunamis aren't going to happen. It doesn't mean that that you're suddenly nothing bad ever happens. You know, it's life. Bad things are going to happen all the time. But you can surf it and, and you're, you're so much more empowered in a way that is kind of indescribable with words. Like you're, you're so empowered in such a grounded way that, you know, confidently 
you're going to be able to handle anything that life brings your way. And, and you don't, you know, and you might have like a rush of um, uncomfortable sensations, whether that's anxiety or it's um, worry or something like this, but it's like you, you then be able to, you're then able to extract the power from that. And you're, and you're able to like truly be that eye of the storm. And again, it's, it's like almost something so indescribable, you know, really the only words I could think is like, it's, you're radiant, you're radiant, you're completely free and empowered to where, you know, when all the stuff is coming up, it's, it just, it doesn't pick you into the undertow anymore. You just, you're handling life in this absolutely radiant way. Yeah, so good. It's true that it's hard to describe. You can use many words, but no one word is actually fully grasping it. I have this sense of presence. You know, you use the word grounded. It's like you're just present. It's almost like, yeah, you're the eye of the storm that life circles around you, but you are centered. You are the center of your life versus like giving away your energy or being triggered by this and that and constantly being absent from yourself, whether you're in a flight, um, freeze, you know, fight, whatever. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it, it is truly this presence because you're not you're not defended anymore. You're not living life yeah. from this defensive place, which most people are. Most people are living constantly in this, like, I have to hyper vigilantly control my surroundings and control the people around me yeah. because otherwise I'm not safe. I, I have to like defend myself from the world. And that's what I mean by it's so freeing because then when you're on the other side, it's like, you're you're literally one with life you are one yeah. with life at the point you're not defending to anything anymore because you don't have to like you just you just know that you're in this symbiotic relationship with life um you know and and it doesn't mean like the wind stops blowing the wind is still gonna blow and it and it's still you know gonna be in this chaotic way sometimes but you're so in this symbiotic relationship that you know moment by moment how to act yeah what to say you know how to be you you don't need to like try to control anything anymore yeah or think about like what is that person gonna think of me or like if I do this then this is gonna happen you just have your truth and it's this space I actually think about this a lot in terms of social justice and what it means to be involved in social justice from this regulated place from this regulated place versus this regulation trauma response because you know for women people of color you know those barriers you know being in hyper protection that was necessary for so many years like yeah. centuries millennia so there's a reason why you know I'm talking to the audience now why you're feeling defensive or protected you feel that you have walls or that you overgive. right those are two like almost like yeah. responses to the same mechanism 
there's a reason why you have those patterns, but there's also another way of operating and also fighting for the causes that you care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I love that you brought that up. Uh, something that one of my teachers always says that I've kind of adopted is trauma work is social justice work yeah. as well, because we also have to address the systems of oppression that have caused so yeah. much trauma. And, you know, myself being a woman of color, it's not just, um, it's not just from that angle of experiencing systemic oppression or even, you know, we know scientifically, now, we know scientifically that epigenetics is real. And so we know that we can, we can have, traumas in our system that aren't even our own they're our ancestors and then beyond that as well women in general <laughs> for thousands of years have been oppressed and and so you know we're also carrying that and and I love that you mentioned you know some women are the complete overgivers other women are these like control freaks and so it's you know it manifests in different ways in us but you know, that's, it's just, it's so important to truly heal because you're not just healing yourself. Yeah. You're healing the generations before you, you're healing the generations after you. And you're also working to help heal this world and heal this planet. Because when you can, when you can understand that you've behaved the way you've behaved because of trauma, you have so much more compassion for everyone else. And you're so much better able to meet people where they're at. And that's, really one of the things that's so needed right now in this world is how can people truly empathize with each other and meet each other where each other is at yeah. so that we can have the difficult conversations to bring us to the other side of conflict yeah it's almost like the trauma free I don't know if it's the right term because I don't know if you're we're ever fully free of trauma but the healed maybe the healed response to what's happening in the world individually you know the healed response individually and collectively it's almost like the opposite of cancel culture that feels like you know we see people as enemies and it's very much grounded mm -hmm. in trauma responses and like projecting outside of ourselves and not being grounded and present and embodying ourselves yeah yeah, absolutely. And it, yeah, we it's it's a vicious epidemic right now, this cancel culture and just making whoever thinks differently than you the enemy. Yeah. And and it's like we're just be, our society, global society is becoming so divided. And I really see this link of when we can truly heal ourselves, we really connect back into humanity and we can really see this collective humanity amongst everyone, you know, no matter their background, no matter where they come from, um, because you start to see that, you know, so much of people's belief systems are not truly who they are. Mm -hmm. So much of people's belief systems are coping mechanisms. They stemmed from coping mechanisms and it, either from things that society have told them what to believe or their parents have told them what to believe. Um, and it's really set humans up in this very like 
us or them way. Yeah. That's, you know, literally killing our planet. Yeah, quite literally. Yeah. So this is a good place to ask you my favorite question, which is what does it mean to you to be a woman with a voice? For me, being a woman with a voice is being free from any fears that inhibit me from speaking up when I need to stand for something, whether that's for myself or that's for someone else or that's for any other sentient being, you know, using my voice to elicit change, to elicit benefit to all and and really being able to use my voice in an unshakable way, even if it's shaking while I speak, but it's stemming from this place of total freedom from my own mental chatter and, and just extracting this absolute benefit and power from the very core of who I am to express myself um, perfectly in the moment. So yeah. expressing myself without, without needing a script, just being able to use my voice um, and trusting that it's a benefit because it's so in sync with the moment and it's so in sync with um with all of life yeah it's so good you're saying like it's so in sync with the flow of life it's literally life force flowing through you where you're not only just free of fear or mental chatter but also you're free of worry around what other people are going to think I mean you may think about that you might have fear around that but like you literally cannot not speak because the flow yeah. of life going through you is so strong mm-hmm mm-hmm Absolutely. Yeah. So good. Okay. We could talk about this stuff for hours, but why don't you tell us where my audience can find you? Yeah. So they can, um, my Instagram is full of so much education. Um, and that is at I am Danielle Rubio. And then also on there, my link in bio, you can grab a free class. Um, so you can start experiencing this work and, and then from there, you know, um, working with me is that program, reclaim your power, turn your chaos into radiance. And so you can talk to me, uh, message me on my Instagram. I love answering questions. So if anybody listens to this and they have questions, just send me a DM on my Instagram. Um, I really, really want women to understand this work inside and out. Um, and then if you're wanting to work together, you can also just hit me up on my on my DMs. Yeah, so good. And all the links will be also in the show notes so that my listeners can find you. Danielle, thank you so much. I loved this interview. Thank you so much for being so generous and sharing your wisdom and your story with us. It was so good. And yeah, I'm so excited for more and more people to know about this work. Mm -hmm. me too well, thank you so much for having me thank you so much for listening to this episode of the sacred ceo podcast if you like what you heard please leave us a review on itunes 
and please share it with all the women in your circle who can benefit from it. We're building a movement of powerhouse, heart-led, visionary sisters who are choosing to be bold with their voice and build six and seven figure transformational businesses based on their authentic voice that create wealth and a legacy for generations to come. And don't forget to subscribe to get access to next week's episode. I'll see you there.